Hello, my name is Miller Pike. I'm a producer and creator located in Bushwick, Brooklyn, and you're once again joining me on AP Studio Files. AP Studio Files. If you're joining us for the first time, please check out our first, second, and third seasons. We are in our fourth season, baby. Excited to introduce you to another amazing artist. Give us a follow at AP Studio BK on Instagram and TikTok for more updates. And if you can, support our Patreon in order to listen to our monthly mini episodes. Exciting new news Apartment Party is headed to Root Studio in Williamsburg. Stay tuned for upcoming parties this spring, but our first party will be March 24th. Sophie Hunter is a Brooklyn-based rapper and songwriter. Her background in poetry, theater, and writing has informed her incredible musical choices and exciting online presence. Her song, Cunt, reached a million streams over 2023, and I cannot wait to see what is up next for her career. Welcome into the studio, Sophie Hunter. Hello. Hello. Oh my gosh. I'm like so pleased to be able to sit down and speak with you today. I'm so pleased to be speaking with you. So <laughs> pleasure is um, mutual, baby. Oh my God. I love it. I love it. Um, I, I feel like I have to start with how we met because um, I've, I've told this story probably in your presence already five times and a million times otherwise because I just love... It was like one of those really good, like, oh, okay, I'm doing the right thing kind yeah. of moments, you know, for me at least. And so Sophie, spoiler alert, and we'll get to this more later, had a viral song on TikTok, which was super fun. And I think maybe I've talked about this before, but every once in a while or yearly, I think it's been like maybe five years in a row, I do a playlist for the year. Mm -hmm. And I use it to work out to, I use it to run to, whatever. And your viral song was on that playlist and had been on it it. for like six months. Wow. And then I'm standing in the backyard of a Brooklyn apartment watching a show of our mutual friend Zab's show, actually, who I interviewed last or uh, two months ago on the podcast. Now, when this is coming out, and you stand up, and I'm like, I recognize this voice, and then you started playing the viral song, and also I was like, known as cunt. We, also yeah. known as also cunt. Which we'll the world get to it. Cunt. Yes, it is called <laughs> cunt. I love it. It's um, it's like was such a ramp up song for me, and I like freaked out, and I was like, oh my god, it's her. Oh my god, it's her. I didn't know you were it's in me. New York. How did I not know that? Um, probably because I'm never outside. Because I've never <laughs> left my apartment once in my entire life. <laughs> so well thank you for probably that here. Um, yeah, yeah yeah no I get that I get that so yeah and then I fangirled at you and it was your one of your first shows that was literally my first show. your first show yeah honored honored pleasure oh my god honored. no thank you I'm honored you came up to me and lined up my second show <laughs> immediately <laughs> yes yes <laughs> it was great uh, Sophie played apartment party at the end of 2023 and it was epic and such a I just Every once in a while, and it was one of those moments I'm sitting at the back of apartment party, and I'm like, this came out of my brain, and I fucking love this. I fucking love that I just got to watch one of my favorite New York artists 
Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you for making that happen. Oh my God, of course. So enough about me, um, because that's just my like little fangirl and I had to get that out of the way before we go into everything else. No, you're you're welcome to fangirl (laughs) over me for as long as you want. Take all the time you need. I'll keep going. I'll keep going. Uh, but yeah, let's get into it. So normally I, you know, I gave my little like more canned intro about who you are, what you were doing, that kind of stuff at the beginning. But um, I love to to let the each artist kind of introduce themselves a little bit to our audience as well, if uh, in your own words. Sure. Um, I'm Sophie Hunter. I am based in New York, but I'm from New Haven, Connecticut. Shout out. Shout out. 203. Let's go. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I've been releasing music since 2021. And I have to say, I cribbed the description for my music directly from Ash Nico, um, if anybody knows her. But it is uh, alt pop rap. Love it. Is the genre. Though I am beginning to wonder if that's still is a good description for me because I'm about to release a bunch of like pretty R&B stuff. So yeah. I mean, the nice thing about creativity (laughs) and art is that you can be fluid with it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, the genre, the genre problem is really kind of like for other people to deal with. Um, but for largely speaking, Um, that's beneath me. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) it's like, I feel, I feel like whenever I look back at like descriptions that I had to write of my own music, Mm -hmm. like to pitch to Spotify or whatever. Right. It's always so bad. It's always like, ew, I can't believe it. Weird. This is so weird. (laughs) Upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have the hardest time with genres, music genres specifically. I mean, book genres, I feel like I'm a little bit better at, but like, I don't know. Somebody's like, well, what do you listen to? And it's always like, I like what I like. I don't know. Like it hits. I don't know. Um, And so I know like always asking that question of artists too is like one of the least favorite questions I feel like it's so hard to answer as an artist because it's just like it's just the last thing on your mind when you're actually making music but as somebody who like loves finding music Mm -hmm. and loves listening to music I totally get it Mm. like it it, it is roughly useful um but absolutely I think you know just like the on a more like uh on just just a deeper level the kind of like where genres come from in American history like Mm. I feel like all so much of determining what genre you're in kind of like plays into like American identity um, and that is always kind of changing is that kind of in in your thoughts about that is that like who you want to listen to you as well like affects what genre you're like quote-unquote putting yourself in yeah absolutely yeah absolutely like you said, one of the most difficult things and not something that should be in your head like when you're actively creating. But it is, I don't know, it's it's fascinating because I, I mean, look at like look at some of the artists recently who've like taken big pivots who um, uh, the the flute. Um, Hell yeah. Andre uh, 3000. Yes, Andre 3000. <laughs> I was like spacing. I was like flute album just like everyone was like oh far left bro like trying to that make it makes perfect sense it, to me from andre I mean, 3000 i it's... feel like it's like oh, of course <laughs> <laughs> i mean he's just having a good time he's yeah, he's Andre 3000 he can do whatever he wants at this point yeah <laughs> um so i guess that kind of sort of brings us to my first real question uh besides just shooting the shit so you started recording in 2021 which is you know still relatively new to recording 
what would your words of advice be to someone who hasn't taken that step yet? Mm. Oof, it's so tough because the the words of advice that I would give to anybody in that position is actually the opposite of the advice that I needed to hear. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. Because I know you, you sort of said <laughs> that your like friend sort of pushed you. A yeah, bit. yeah. I mean, so I like if I was just giving advice uh, just from a like blanket statement for for people who are generally in a position where they f- they like writing songs, um, but they're trying to figure out how to make the leap into releasing stuff on mm-hmm. uh, on streaming platforms definitely do do not waste your money on a studio like that is a that is uh, oh. largely speaking I don't think that's a great investment to make so um, more DIY releasing your own absolutely stuff. absolutely yeah. uh, get a microphone in an interface and just start recording because yep. your first stuff is like not gonna be good enough for you for it to be worth thousands of dollars <laughs> or no, I, I don't yeah that's good financial sense it is uh, but then I have to say though like the reason why that uh is actually like would have been bad advice for me at the time is that I already had an interface I already had a mic I had been recording demos by myself okay since like 2016 2017 and just not releasing it no I just hadn't released anything I put out like a couple of things on SoundCloud shout Um, out yeah oldie but a goodie yeah no such a good platform (laughs) Yeah, no. SoundCloud also is like having a little bit of a resurgence. Yeah. Um, I know. I somebody sent me a SoundCloud re- link recently, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, yeah." I'm I'm not I'm like not really on on SoundCloud en- enough <laughs> to be experiencing that resurgence, but I I like upload my stuff there still. So. Cool. Um, but yeah, no, I release some stuff. Honestly, like the I probably the reason why I really did not release that much stuff in that time period, like 2017 to 2021, was I I really wanted to produce. I really like when the way that this all got started is kind of I wrote an album and then I was like, oh, man, I really want to produce this. Like I hear this music so clearly in my head. Sick. And then I could not do that, could not immediately learn how to become a good producer. Right. <laughs> of course. That's a, um, that's a long yeah. road. I mean, there, I don't I mean, it's it's like hard for people, I think, who even have a knack for it to just mm-hmm. kind of pick it up in the very beginning. But that was so frustrating to me, mm. I think. And I was just I, I just was putting too much pressure on myself and yeah. it was also just like there's totally this like weird gendered paranoia of like oh maybe I like uh, j- just knowing that there that there is a, a stereotype about about like women not being able to produce which I, I is that even a stereotype I feel like it's more so just they're it's like three percent of, I mean, of producers it's just the fucked industry kind women, of shit I think yeah and uh, at least like on like the billboard charts or something this was i'm like quoting some recent statistic that who even knows if that was right but <laughs> we'll look it up uh, very <laughs> few women <laughs> i was actually shocked when i got into the information regarding women in music production roles according to a study on representation and equality in the music industry last year only 3.4 percent of producers were women which is up from the 2.4% in 2012, which means men make up 96.6% of producers in the United States. 
yeah so i was just like so demoralized when it came to trying to produce these songs also because i would hear something in my head that i just had no idea how i like i just my skill set was just not there in terms of making that come to life in any way i feel that i feel that with like visual art i always have the thing in my head and it's like mm, it just never quite makes it onto the page or like with dance it's like oh my body just doesn't do that quite yeah you know kind of thing and it's 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 hard especially with that which is such a I've talked about this with several artists before where it's like it's so nice to have a hard skill like that oh, absolutely. and to get better at that has that been something that you've been working on so that's the thing that's so frustrating and also like absolutely obvious <laughs> is that I I've gotten infinitely better at producing like the second that I stopped trying to produce my own <laughs> stuff you know I mean definitely all the best stuff that I made um production wise has all happened uh because I was like making it for TikTok you uh, know I was like yeah I like using a sample or something yeah. I'm like I know I will never be able to clear this so right might but as like, well just like not? mess around with yeah. this yeah so I'm I don't know I'm, I'm definitely still not at a place where I could produce a record like top to bottom but um I definitely have been a, just like getting my hands dirtier with production um, the more that I release. I, I actually str- I wasn't sure whether or not I should I should have given myself a, a production credit on this last song. I, I struggled because I absolutely deserve it. I don't know why I didn't put it down. Um, it's because I, d- I didn't make the stems, but um, I did I did the production work in terms of like turning a loop into a song, which is is the kind of thing that. Definitely another producer would be like would. 15 points. <laughs> <laughs> they would um, take it. I mean, I, I think it's interesting what you said about kind of like your producer hat really coming on when you were sort of more messing around. Yeah. I always find it. I don't know. Like I always find my best work is done when I'm like not taking myself seriously at all. Or I know you followed on a little bit to my 365 days of vlogging, yeah, um, which was basically attempted just because I wanted to get better at video editing and narrative storytelling. And um, by the end, I was very done. <laughs> but um, but kind of just challenging myself to make it not like a it has to be perfect every time yeah. or kind of thing where it's just like, I'm just going to do it and it has to be done by the end of every day and just yum produce 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 kind of thing sort of like some of those like writing challenges I know that I follow an artist right now on TikTok who um is doing a song a day challenge which is like yeah I know crazy. a lot of people do that oh I I that's my shit really oh yeah absolutely. oh yeah I mean well you're writing a lot well I like got into music via writing right um I, I it actually like pretty directly replaced um writing poetry and I guess I was also like writing more nonfiction at the time but I had a I just like have I uh, in in terms of like a writing practice I just mm-hmm. switched from like you know more daily efforts at poetry to be like daily efforts at songwriting right um so there definitely have been times when I've like written a song a day or um multiple not even as like a exercise but just for fun that's awesome yeah no it did is did any of them like come to fruition um I guess I guess the the first four songs that I released all were called from a like series that I I'm I like I say series but this is like my, my era what I called <laughs> my own fol- folders of like my own files on my computer <laughs> 
Um, yeah, but I just like I did a series of what I call the type beat tapes. Okay, um, and I there I was just like doing, just find a type beat, a new type beat every day, and then mm-hmm. write a song to it. And Sick. yeah, so I made I made a ton of demos for those, and then. Yeah, my first four songs ended up being I like bought those four beats on BeatStars and then went into a studio. How fun! Yeah, that's amazing. Did yeah. you enjoy it? Oh my god, that studio day was incredible. Yeah. Oh my god, it was so amazing. What are your like musts when you're when you're going in to record? Like, is I it- do, I record everything at home. Oh, amazing. This is oh, sorry. We're, we're literally like back to the like first question I was uh, I was trying to say about like advice that I would give to ah, somebody just starting. Full re- circle. Sorry. Love the it reason back. why I I would not have given yeah the reason why I did not need to continue to stay at home mm-hmm. with my interface and my mic like recording demos um is because i uh, had no idea like if i had what it took to right. actually cut a real record um sometimes you need to be like locked in or like a seriousness yeah. taking I, taking it more serious also like i i needed i needed like professional opinions right um that i just could not get because i just did not know anybody who did music? <laughs> um, who, who did you end up going with? Who 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 ended up kind of seeing you in yeah, that first so moment? That's that's also something like it. It's insane that it happened to be um, uh, this guy, Mike. Um, he he like usually uh, would have only been taking requests for production, but mm-hmm. because it was like still kind of post COVID, not post COVID. It was like definitely yeah, COVID, yeah. still COVID. Um, uh, he was accepting more uh, engineering work. Oh, so uh, anything and everything. Got to yeah, get them all. They're broke. I know. So I I go in <laughs> Thanks, there. Mike. I go in there for one. I think it was like I booked like an. Uh, I think I booked six hours originally, and then Cute. I was like, "Can I push it to eight? <laughs> yes, and to, to record four songs, which is stupid. Like yeah. so stupid. Yeah, like you needed more time. Phenomenally stupid. You need more time. Yeah, I was gonna you say need more time. Especially, yeah. I'd never been in the studio. Like, was, I I did not know this man. Right. <laughs> Right, you guys had to get like comfortable finding figure yeah. each other out. Yeah, it's absolutely. Kind of, yeah, I mean, we ended up taking it's a relationship. We ended up taking one of the songs up, like I don't know, like three steps, like a, like a pretty significant amount. Um, wow! But in any case, he like another reason why I do not think that you should invest in a recording studio if if you don't know the people there is right. is because you I did not know this until actually you know going to a studio actually and more than Mike was that it's really really all about the people who are using the equipment um oh yeah and Mike just like happened to be this like sweetest kindest man um oh, who is blessed. just let yes absolutely and also he just like he he saw it in me he just like saw in me that i like really really fucking cared about this and oh. really wanted it and it really mattered to me and he was like hey like i think i think you can do this like i think you you know you have i've been around recording an artist before and i you know you have what it takes oh. and i was like oh that's so sweet shut up we ended up working together for yeah literally me booking eight hours try like months and months of working together yeah i was Um, gonna say yeah in in part actually because 
he you know i had told him that i had bought these beats on beat stars and he was like oh have you looked at those contracts and i was like <laughs> uh why <laughs> it turns out i essentially would not have owned three of the songs so he helped me um, oh, produce like totally different versions of amazing yeah. it's so great to have that like inside knowledge and that the fact that he was like a like willing and it sounds like emotionally able to like meet you where you were like holy shit yeah that's huge i mean that's like what we're talking about a lot it's like skill sharing and all that kind of stuff and just i don't know being able to bring what you what you have to the community and sharing with it it's huge that sounds amazing um but i i definitely i know exactly why you're giving that advice and i think it makes perfect sense the next studio that i went to i went to um this it's like where cardi recorded invasion of privacy it's this like fancy studio in new york um and you know it was with this engineer who was like the whole god he was talking about uh uh, he's like meeting with Mark Ronson next week Whoa. and he like had to he's complaining about something blah, 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 he, when he was getting fitted for the Saweetie event and he <laughs> he was he complained more than once about how like he had this like really nice watch and it like hurt because he oh, had his like nice hands oh. on the table because he was using the computer. <laughs> Literally, what? Like we had been there for two hours. It was just insane shit. But in any case, really, what what mattered there was not that he was um, annoying, was but was that he <laughs> was not he was not a good engineer. Like I did not sound sound good on those takes, and I just got no feedback from him. Ah. And Mike, well, d- where yeah, are you, yeah. Mike? <laughs> but I, it, it was just like it became so clear to me then. I was right. like, if if that guy had been the first engineer that uh, that I had met, right. I would not, I would not have pursued music. Oof. It, like that, it, that made all of the difference. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think that's so true, and it sounds like it's like one of those right place, right time kind of moments. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it really does. I mean, it really matters. I'm so lucky. Like to be able to surround myself with um, my wonderful team who are so incredible and they make such a difference in making this work sound consistent, making our event work look consistent through Tucker's work and like through H and everything. So I totally, I can empathize and also understand our audience wants to know you and uh, I always want to like get to the meat of like who a person is. Um, Absolutely. Lay and, it on me. And I always feel like um, where somebody grows up, like has a lot to do with that. And obviously like we're all, you know, nature versus nurture kind of vibes, but explain to the people, New Haven, Connecticut, like what, what was it like growing up there? What is that place like to people who may never have been? Yeah. Good question. Um, <laughs> there's an episode of Gilmore Girls uh, where Lorelai, this is like when yes. R- Rory's deciding between Harvard and Yale, and Lorelai is like, New Haven? That's like the scum of this coffee pot. <laughs> and she like points to her like dirty coffee pot. It's like, girl, now, now that I'm older, I'm like, babe, you need to clean your coffee pot. <laughs> <laughs> Ma'am. Ma'am. Lorelai. <laughs> the villain. <laughs> uh that's your fault right yeah, there yeah girl um, yeah but and i 
so growing up in New Haven was like not like that, but yeah. it was like, but you knew that you knew that people thought it was like the scum <laughs> of, the, of the coffee pot. Um, it like ha- had this really bad reputation that I think really honestly just comes from Yale kind of being at the center. So there right. are there are like a few like one percent like people literally in the one mm. percent mm-hmm. coming through New Haven, Connecticut, and to those people, I imagine it's like, oh wow, that's this is dumb. <laughs> this is this is um, yeah. But I I, th- I think because there are a lot of like rich white people who mm-hmm. come through Yale and then I, I don't know I'd like they're like also we're work slumming in it I don't know like a lot of it I think I'll like that impression kind of just got out really fast and stuck I think way beyond New Haven did have like really uh high crime like violent crime levels in mm-hmm. the 90s and then that kind of stopped in the 2000s okay New Haven, Connecticut is a coastal city along the Long Island Sound and is probably best known for being home to Yale University, one of the top Ivy League schools in this nation, which actually predates the township incorporation by nearly 85 years. The medium household income in New Haven is around $42,000 compared to the $78,000 statewide. New Haven's medium household income is the lowest of the towns in greater New Haven. Its crime rate is lower than the national average crime rate, sitting at 217.6, which takes into account rate of crimes out of every 100,000 people. This is way down from the 523 rate of 1999 for violent crime and even down from the rate of 307 in 2017. I feel like so many of those, like I even hear, you know, you have people in your life who think a thing about New York. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That is very outdated yeah. in that way. Or like, you know, I have people up here who have outdated ideas or sometimes very correct ideas about Dallas or Texas yeah. or stuff like that. Similar vibes where it's like your reputation really gets stuck in an era yeah that may not actually reflect what was your growing up like there I love New Haven yeah I really, really loved it um yeah it's a it's I guess it's, it's technically a city um mm-hmm. but definitely it like vibes are town I I would yes. say yes <laughs> but I, I think also like my standard of city is New York so it's, okay it's kind of like in comparison it's hard <laughs> um but but it gives uh, towny yeah, I love it. But it's I mean, I grew up my my mom is an English professor. Okay. So growing up, I spent a lot of time around professors, which her, her, her. Yeah, I don't know, which was I I think a good like good and bad. I don't yeah. know. Um definitely definitely like I kind can kind of speak that language. Mm-hmm. Um so uh, it, you know that that can definitely I can weaponize that for sure really <laughs> really well. I mean um, that comes not out, right now apparently but <laughs> <laughs> that comes out in your writing though. I mean your writing is very like you know quick and and thought provoking. I so our audience kind of knows this already but I I send out a questionnaire and just to kind of glean some like background information and there were a couple things that popped out at me um just sort of about your like educational background and and creative background that were really interesting um I was wondering if you could kind of speak a little bit to the educational center for the arts program that's yeah absolutely 
Oh my gosh. Um, so ECA, Educational yeah. Center for the Arts. Hey. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, was uh, our version of uh, like a fame Mm, uh, LaGuardia it. kind of vibe um, ab- like absolutely not that in the slightest <laughs> let's be clear but <laughs> this was this was like a, a, a day program in okay. high school um, but it they there were like five different departments um, you know for writing visual arts dance theater music and uh, which one were you in so I did writing my first year uh, okay and yeah so I would like, I would, like you also go to my normal theater school. stuff right yeah too? and then I, we were, I switched like, to theater okay I I switched to theater my sophomore year because all of the writers were really mean. <laughs> I, I can imagine. I'm so- <laughs> writers, no, they they go one way one way or the other. Right. They're really like I I would say either really kind of like mean and like I have really good taste or like I'm like really nerdy but and like mm-hmm. also very kind. I feel like it's kind of I mean it's a fairly cutthroat profession too, right? Cause well, like- it's it's a non-existent profession at this point, <laughs> <Right>. unfortunately. <laughs> You know, which is so absolutely insane that like I, you know, graduated kind of vaguely thinking I would, you know, do writing in some respect and looked up like, hmm, how do you get a book deal? I don't know, whatever, like I, whatever I typed in. Googles. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and there and like wh- whatever how wiki how pops up yeah. it's like number step number one you need at least two hundred thousand followers <laughs> um, like, so I was like okay shit. so I guess I just gotta you know yeah go get famous and then yeah. come back when um, I'm ready I'll just write the funniest thing Twitter's ever seen yeah thanks yeah, <laughs> yeah. but I was <laughs> fuck yeah so no it's I, so and no but it's literally insane though that like in so it does feel this feels more viable to me than being like a culture writer yeah which is so sad people, i mean <laughs> so sad people, people don't read <laughs> people, i know people, i know i have mean, even it's so true I, I know i don't i do not read anymore i've gotten um, better in the last few years but there was like a good hot half a decade where i was like mm, yeah well for, for me it's for me it's been it's it's like a brain fog issue like i have some i have some i really need to move out of my apartment oh I, no yeah I what's think going I'm on mold in my bedroom oh no I, I, I just have like some weird chronic illness stuff oh. that i I no. cannot figure out. I'm so um, sorry. Yeah, mold yeah. shit is not. I have a coworker who's going through some of that right now. It is not a fucking joke. It's all like I cannot describe to you how ill-equipped I am as a person <laughs> to handle that. Like, oh my god. Also, Just could the, be a gas leak. The, the too. nightmare. Oh, you think so? I mean, I, that's what I hear more. Well, I mean, molds, molds, pretty bad in New York. Yeah, um, I'm not sure. Everyone buy an air purifier. Yeah. <laughs> now that they're on, back on sale, now that we're not dying from the fires. Yeah. I almost bought an air purifier for five hundred dollars, and like, oh my god, like two months later it was fifty nine dollars, and I was wow. like, you fucking capitalist uh, pigs. That's so nasty. <laughs> um, real bad, real bad. Ugh. Um. The arts program sounds amazing. I remember that we had um, kind of hee-hee-heed uh, about uh, being theater kids and yeah, being ex-reformed theater kids. Yeah. Thank you. Um, because I see that shit. I see that shit on TikTok and I'm like, do not associate me with that horse shit. Yeah. Like, I, I don't really mind. I'm like, I, I get You're it. Like, no, I, I'm, uh, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> Trust ball right here. <laughs> Not the trust. Zip, zap, 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 zap
Oh my God. But there is, uh, uh, you also talked about how kind of formative the slam poetry community was. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a big I'm time slam. I'm actually going to quote you. Um, oh my gosh. Real quick. <laughs> uh, slam poetry is, whew, I could rant for hours about my issues with it, but. The youth community, especially during those years, was truly incredible. It sounds really amazing. Yeah, like you, yeah, I stand you, by that. You go on to describe like it was the first um, environment where I felt words viscerally. Ugh, I yeah. love that. And like, the, and you go on to describe that you could like hurt or hit a motherfucker with words. Like, amen. Well, I I'm, see that in your writing yeah, today. I mean, it, it's it's kind of slam there is it's it's something kind of rap battley to it in that it's in that it, like it definitely is about about uh performing language in a way that it, like it, it's meant to be felt in yeah. addition to being heard i had a slam poetry um class in college i went to the very made up Incredible. school of evergreen which is in olympia washington it's very like um it's giving bard it's very like hell yeah. yeah hell yeah um and we did that um we did beautiful soup i don't know if you remember this i do not this know what that is, is a, it was a very popular like slam poetry piece where it was like everyone like did like beautiful soup and it was like all like everyone said the same po- poem but at different times obviously because you're really cool kids and everybody's like saying it i'm not i don't know i, I will am send it. not I'll getting s- a good sense of what beautiful no, soup it's, is it's, and i'm gonna have to see a video <laughs> promptly well i don't think i god i hope there's not evidence um but yeah tell, tell me a little bit about that community and kind of like finding words that way yeah um so i uh, I, I, I was actually really into filmmaking in high school. Oh. I was like, there's a period of time when I was like, when I was considering going to film school, which is so funny because I, I barely even watch movies now. Um, <laughs> but it's, but it's interesting the phases we go through. Yeah, I know. But I, I went to a, there was like some, the Center for Creative Youth, CCY. Woo! It was like, it was like for like Connecticut kids. It was in, um, it was at Wesleyan. Oh, okay. Um, and it was like an it was like an arts like program for Connecticut kids, uh, and I did I did like a filmmaking program there, and I Sick. took a, I took a slam poetry elective there. I I like didn't even want to be in it. I was like, oh no, slam poetry. <laughs> Little did I know I would be like, snapping along with them this in time. This is my shit. <laughs> this is my shit. Center for Creative Youth is no longer in operation as of post-2020, so it was difficult to find out too much information on the center. It was part of Wesleyan University's outreach program, having sections in creative writing, music, theater, musical theater, and visual arts. At the time of Sophie's studies, CCY boasted a nationwide award-winning model of quality arts education, providing a four-week pre-college summer intensive arts residency. Yeah, but I just I took that class and just got an introduction to it. Um, and then after, I just like literally went home and Googled Connecticut slam poetry and found the, I don't know, I don't even know, like aud- auditions, tryouts, like, what do you even call that? Um, for like <laughs> yeah, the first bout. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and I, Connecticut slam poetry is... is not competitive i have to say not a particularly competitive market (laughs) 
It's um, not super saturated? Not, not so saturated. <laughs> uh, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> but it also, like, I doing that meant that I just got close with some people in Connecticut who were not from New Haven and just like had pretty different life experiences than me. And then that's always positive. Yeah, no, which is great. And who, I don't know. We're just also incredible writers. I just like really, really learned everything from them. And we would just like hold up for weekends and just write and rehearse. And it would just like, we took it so seriously. Um, and I love it. Yeah, there's no, nothing it was great. About, like, there's nothing like taking something so seriously at that age. Dude, it's absolutely. so specific. Absolutely. Because it's high school, like later in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a such an age. Yeah. Where- and I, th- I think also like, yeah, so that that moment uh, in like American slam, that was like the moment for slam, especially with youth, with like the youth slam that mm-hmm. kind of had that that like really fell off in. I don't probably like 2016, 2017 when uh, there's finally was started being backlash against the kind of culture of slam poetry that is very much so encourages youth to uh, mind themselves for traumatic experiences that they might not. And and like, um, I really can't emphasize enough that uh, slam poetry coaches are not therapists. So, right. Uh, I I heard something recently because I was kind of commiserating with some like fellow theater kids that and it was a girl talking and she was like yeah I heard that like she was talking about theater programs without mental health coaching or you know some some sort of like mental health awareness was actually like emotional abuse and uh, all of us were kind of like oh yeah 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 absolutely shout out Walter Grodzik I will say his fucking name like people are people are Walter you can you can rot in hell, Walter. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a it's it yeah, that that like seriousness in high school, uh, mm-hmm. that is definitely a double edged sword. Cause I was also thinking about like the theater program that I did in high school, like being taken that seriously by those teachers um was so you know was was like such a big deal because yeah. it's it's like you're not serious you're 14 right <laughs> and it like kind of getting to play at that you know it does i i don't know i think i think like taught me a lot of responsibility mm-hmm. at the same time we definitely did do um like freshman year you have to everybody has to do the beginner it's not like actual Stanislavski, but it's like Stanislavski inspired right. stuff. So you do like emotional recall. And I so distinctly remember Ooh. somebody recalling a immediate family members, like kind of recent passing that Ooh. they had, they were the one to find. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So you're saying, yeah, absolutely. Um, this is all of our experiences then. Yeah. And, and afterwards, like, because the experience was like kind of, too close right um the teacher was like I mean she didn't she did not say it say say it literally like you failed this assignment but she was like made a comment like I think this is too close for you to really do right now yeah I don't and just like doing that that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. when you're when you're 14 yeah it's so intense yeah i mean your brain's just it's not so formed scary. yet i mean yeah. uh, i i've been seeing an argument recently about how with ai we shouldn't even have child actors it's like it's just not like a place that is suitable for 
kids like a working environment I, I think i think that that's like the whole conversation about about um ch- child labor in the entertainment especially and, and that extending to social media is mm-hmm. such an so, like i'm so happy that that's happening oh yeah I, I i would not put ai in as like you know that's that's the solve there but no, I, um, I feel you but de- I'm definitely happy that that's kind of happening. Oh yeah, especially like. with all the like the social media mommies and fam- oh my god, the, like yeah, family blog- the, bloggers, the family blogging. Yeah, yeah um, horrifying. Um, so you're coming at this educationally, where you've like had some slam poetry, you've had some theater, you've had some writing. Like clearly, you're very involved with that side of your brain. And your writing now that we're getting to see is so funny and like, <laughs> like your, your writing is so funny and Thank like you. takes so many listens for my dumb, stupid old brain to like <laughs> get every joke. But I feel like I'm finally getting the joke uh, I'm yeah, in on the joke, yeah. you know, and um, could you speak to like how your background as a writer has helped and or maybe hindered or if it does hinder your songwriting ability. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, well, I I would say one just on the I also did comedy. Um, oh, sick! And, yeah, okay. I did comedy. That's where your timing comes from. Yeah, um, I can feel that. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess we did like do some improv stuff in theater, but it was like not really comedy based. Mm-hmm. But I did. There was so much theater. Um, I don't know. It was like so bad. There's so much bad undergrad theater and it was like so yeah. time intensive. I was just always like, why are you, why are you all doing this? <laughs> so, and so I was just like, I, I just did, um, I did comedy cause it was, seemed like a better time. I'm yeah. Like, if we're all going to like spend a lot of time doing a little silly little extracurricular, it might as well be fun time. <laughs> like, so can I we did, have fun? Yeah. Yeah. So I did improv and sketch. Yeah. And sorry. And then back, back to the, to the question of how my writing background affects my songwriting yeah so i i will answer that with an anecdote that is like not really an answer but uh, i think speaks to one of the ways so when i i first started um essentially just kind of like uploading the those song a day exercises yeah uh to tiktok um, love it in in 2020 2021 oh nice like late summer 2021 oh um, summer 2021 what a time what a time but I, so when I, I first started uploading them uh, I overwhelmingly got so much feedback about how my lyrics didn't make any sense um, mm. which I was so frustrating to me to hear I don't I guess maybe it wasn't frustrating to me to hear I guess I, I was I, I just I realized that like what constituted a good line to me was very much so rooted in like what I would enjoy about a good line of a poem oh interesting um, which is real like and and basically what the people in my comments were wanting uh, in terms of like lyricism from me is they were wanting punchlines mm. um and uh, and you were giving them more and what? i was giving them like well ba- basically the dif- the difference there i think between the like poetic line and the punchline is mm-hmm. that and uh with a punchline there's this like really obvious payoff of right. there's going to be some kind of wordplay payoff like, that's a joke that or got him or whatever yeah like i like g's move in silence like like lasagna <laughs> like that i think that is like you know just like a gr- like that punchline is such a like yeah. great setup mm-hmm. um but it's all it's such a classic setup and that like it's it's a joke that clarifies itself at the very end right 
And the stuff that I was into were stuff that just kind of like pretty phrases or mm-hmm. stuff that like I would like, you know, be snapping to at like a, at, you know, a slam poetry event, <laughs> but is absolute, but absolutely is like failing by, by the metric of like expecting a punchline. Okay. Um, so that, that was one, that was like one thing that I definitely uh, worked on a lot was write It was like learning how to write punchlines and how to like write in this more kind of traditional way. Even though I do think that a lot of my a, a lot of my writing is still kind of rooted in uh, that kind of slam poetry stuff. Yeah, more yeah. poetic rather than like instant gratification. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Rather rather than like wordplay. Like if mm-hmm. if you, I don't know. I feel like I have I have friends who are who are rappers and like do not sing, do not you know they're they're not thinking of themselves as like really. I, they just like they they're purely coming in as like lyricists right. and the most important thing is are you know really punchlines i think rather than top line melodies or mm-hmm. um i don't know you kind of come out i mean you definitely come at it with both still i feel like i can hear like nice to be able to take the constructive hopefully c- criticism from your comment section and oh, be oh able my to- god not constructive not- you def- <laughs> definitely have to it's like destructive and you've got to construct it yourself i mean but you can get so you can true. glean bits right right, right. you're like okay there's a trend i can <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah 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 i can yeah. listen to that I kind of actually perfectly brings me to our next topic, which is TikTok specifically. Mm-hmm. And your song Cunt has 4 million streams. Oh, let's go. Let's fucking go. <laughs> no, but I was, it's, it's so funny. It was so in that era of me pulling stuff, like everything on that chunk of that playlist is all shit I pulled from TikTok or like found through TikTok and stuff like that. Was that your like first big success? So that was my first time going Mega viral, viral for <laughs> my own music that was like released on streaming platforms. Okay. So- I actually had um, my, my like first big viral moment happened a month after I got on TikTok wow. and it was like those the, early payouts you the hear about most overwhelming moment of my life oh, oh my god um I, i'm not not because it was actually overwhelming just because i was overwhelmed by mm-hmm. it uh, i did, like did not know how to behave um and <laughs> you're like um i'm famous <laughs> n- uh, no i was like i was like i can't do it i need to cancel all my plans because i need to write the perfect next oh, TikTok. no 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 oh my god i recorded and uh, like then scrapped a bunch of things yeah and then i didn't i didn't release something until a week later and then obviously it did worse because that's statistically what was gonna happen yeah 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 <laughs> what what was it the big one that first popped off though um the big one was i um i did an original verse over oh boy by cameron okay i have um, seen this i went back on your tiktok a little bit in prep for this and i looked yeah, for dig, the, big, dig the big ones yeah absolutely but yeah. that so that that one was crazy because that was my that was my first viral video but also the conversion on it was crazy and oh. like nothing i have seen since nice um the uh that meaning that i went from 300 followers to a hundred thousand in a week oh my god from one video like that's, that's crazy wild all of my videos which had previously okay, ballerina farm oh my god i know <laughs> i know watch me fly <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. wild yeah so it was it was just like oh my gosh i've never had this much attention but i was also i you know i'd i'd been trying some like advertising stuff right. i'd been trying to like 
you know, kind of bottom of the barrel stuff that you start doing when you're an independent musician to Mm -hmm. uh, get the word out there. And when that happened, I was like, oh, okay, I guess I just have to treat this like a job. Yeah. And which is an insane thing to do for something that doesn't pay you. But I was in a position where I kind of could do it. I kind of could like fuck off at my job. Good Um, for you. And I did. Wage theft. <laughs> wage theft. We, we we totally rep wage theft around here. Absolutely. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, but I'm glad. I'm glad you're in a position to just sort of... I know that you, you still like go live every once in a while yeah and, I'm not um, not as often as I should yeah um actually popped in on one of your lives yesterday oh my god I know I was talking I was I was researching absolutely um, and it was interesting because I I popped in just for uh, I, I I don't know when it's somebody I know I always feel like I'm like hi oh my god like, oh i i, al- I always feel weird if it's somebody i know <laughs> even if it's somebody i don't know that well it's but like, like they'll hey, recognize my name right. i'm like i can't go in <laughs> i was just watching it from the for you page because yeah, i didn't want to no, be absolutely, such a stalker absolutely um but you, it's so funny because i caught like an interesting part and i was like oh this is a good secondary like segue into a question that i was kind of tr- already trying to think of but i think somebody in the comments like asked you like who you want to be featured with and I think you were saying um you were like you'd love to be featured with somebody like SZA but that you thought that your sounds were too similar that she would wash you which I thought was such a funny thing to say but also like can you speak to an artist who you feel like would be kind of like complimentary yeah yeah no that's so funny (laughs) I heard that and I was like fuck yeah yeah (laughs) no but I get that it's true it's true that definitely if I like also I love a little self-deprecation too (laughs) (laughs) I mean I I, I'm like so heavily inspired by her that uh that like definitely her name comes to mind I think if you're I'm I'm, uh but like Loki the answers to who are you inspired by and like who would you sound good with on a track are not necessarily the same yeah 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 (laughs) Um, that makes so yeah I mean I think I think thinking about like somebody whose voice would compliment me I feel like um because my voice is like uh a little like deeper and fuller Mm -hmm. I feel like I I would sound really good with somebody who has maybe like a higher voice dude wait Kali Uchis that's that's somebody who I who I who both inspires me but also I think that we have different enough voices that I think that would be sick yeah yeah that could be sick you should do it yeah I will learn Spanish (laughs) (laughs) tell me what I have to say (laughs) you just come in I love it. No, yeah. that'd be great. You speak in Spanish with your big ass hair. Like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Let's make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. Being on social media is such a double edged sword. And I feel like I talk about this a lot with artists about how you have to be like a social media manager and a strategist and like all these sort of things, especially when you're starting off and you don't have the capital to hire outside sources. What has your overall experience like being someone who's pretty online, pretty front facing online? Yeah. Um, like the thing is that I want to say miserable, but also, (laughs) but also, uh, it, that doing that work, uh, has opened every door that has ever opened for me musically. So, um, so I also love that. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think, I think also like, uh, more recently I think I've I think I've just been appreciating more um like I was saying I do have this kind of these like kind of 
unsolved chronic illness issues. Um, So it uh, kind of the main one has been um, just having to sleep like just so much. Um, I've been getting about 12 hours of sleep for about a year. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. um, But it means... That takes up a lot of time. It takes up a lot of time. And it also, like, I really... Um, it's hard for me to like go out to a lot of events that are like later at night. Um, so so it's a way to stay connected. It's weird. Yeah. It's like weirdly, it's like actually very accessible in that way. Um, and I'm now, I'm now at this like absolutely weird point where I'm, uh, you know, I kind of do have, I, I do have a social media, um, presence and following Mm -hmm. and I'm like when I when I talk to people in the industry and I'm and ask for advice, they're like, "You need to get outside," and I'm like, "Dude, I I feel you. I feel you so hard." Right. And also, like, I can't. Also, like, there, yeah, like I, sometimes I can't, but like for the most part, yeah, um, oh, I'm yeah. Sorry. So so that's so like actually like TikTok has been kind of great in that sense. It's yeah. like, yeah. I mean, I love some of the like collaboration pieces that I've yeah, seen you work on. Yeah. Like that's such a cool way to stay connected to people and like collaborate, but not have to leave your house. Yeah, I literally have a song that's out because of an open verse challenge on Fuck TikTok. Yeah, it's so crazy. Yeah, I love I that. A, I have a song with my yeah. friend Chandler. I went whole. I think you released one. I don't know, like end of last year with somebody, and I like went all down a whole deep dive of her stuff. I'm so bad with usernames. I don't look at anybody's profile. <laughs> I feel bad yeah. I'm like yeah I've I know their face <laughs> well on TikTok too it's like often they don't match right you know, the name and the username yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it sent me down this whole like rabbit hole of like wow very wildly talented people just like all throwing their writing at the wall um which felt really cool uh and I love that you um I always ask about goals because goals are like our manifestation time and it's the beginning of the year and this will come out like this will come out at the end of February but like it's the beginning of the year and we're still we're still in the marination mode until like mid-March I find like nothing's really happening it's not a year until then so um I loved hearing some of your goals which we will share with our friends which were drag show dancers more shows in general what are what would be some like career markers for you if you could kind of like put your perfect 2024 into action I am uh probably to like a frustrating point I'm very Mm. driven by the work (laughs) I love it Uh, corny uh, I love it it's 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 gross to talk about but but like you do I do find myself having to explain this in these conversations because people will ask um like you know like so you want to be playing Madison Square Garden and it's like that's that kind of goal for me is like I I you know, I, I would never put that goal down, like I, I that kind of goal, because I would like that, that in and of itself would not matter. It would mm-hmm. matter. Like, did I like the music I was playing? Like, right. was I proud of it? Did I have ownership over that? Um, that's huge. Yeah. That's so, a great thing to know about yourself. Yeah. So I, I think all of my goals are like, they sound pretty small, but they're, um, I don't know. They're pretty big for me, but I would just like, I'm really, really would love to release music this year. Um, I'm really trying to do, uh, just like release music more regularly. Um, I would love to release a project. Um, I don't know if that's, uh, I, 
I don't know if that's going to be like something that is conceptualized top to bottom as a project or if mm. that'll be like, uh, you know, more like a playlist of demos that I'm like, oh, I feel like these are some com- common themes here. Yeah. And I'm just more shows. Uh, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. Again, like these these goals are so vague. I'm, but uh, yeah. I think, I mean, I think that's, it sounds achievable and I always love setting an achievable goal because then then you feel like accomplished and I, yeah, I I see those things happening for you a hundred percent. I mean, you already have a show when, when we're recording this, it will, well, when it comes out, the show will have already happened. So I'm so sorry to our audience listening, but like stay tuned for more upcoming, but you have another show next week. I do. I do. Yeah. Very cool. And then, um, well, tell the people up first because I'm like obsessed with Bionicle right oh now. Oh my God, sure. So good. Because, okay, Bionicles were like a staple of our home. Like, yes. I re- yes. Oh, yes. They were not a staple of my oh, home. Man. They were, I had my my older sister's best friend's little brother, Noah. Oh, <laughs> shout out to Noah. Shout out to Noah. He got the Bionicles. I just like remembered there, I like sometimes I would be over at their house and there would be like the cans with like yes! boy toys Why'd in them. Why'd they fucking come in cans? I'm, my brother had a million of I, those. I think that was smart. Like I like I low-key think that was good marketing. <laughs> Except, wait, I, I looked, I, I found this out in like looking stuff up for Bionicle that the Bionicles were discontinued because, because, the the like whole baseline story of bionicles is essentially just some some old native myth that like has been ripped off oh no yeah Yeah. oh no nothing's pure nothing's pure (laughs) oh fuck really yeah you're gonna have to make a deep dive into bionicles yeah what the fuck yeah i thought you were gonna say it was just like basically the christ story which i don't remember the i i remember were it's there, like there there are like a few different there um, were movies right i don't think there were movies okay. were there movies maybe maybe i don't think there were movies i think you're thinking of tucker Transformer. tucker says yes there, there were, were movies, movies. One, one movie, movie. okay okay because okay. I, I remember that i remember i definitely saw that movie yeah at some point wow okay i haven't seen that oh I need man to. well you're gonna have to when you shoot the music video for Bionicle. oh my god i know i know <laughs> that's what i want to do is is shoot is fucking make music videos i was gonna I ask money. if that was I like money for music videos that i do not have true so they true. are not in the near future but okay alas and yes but your yeah. visuals are killer already thank you you're thank like you. just looking so good just looking so hot just killing it absolutely <laughs> stop <Just> stop <laughs> um uh, i have sorry i haven't answered either of the questions no it's okay it's me, okay so let me just do that i was looking quick. at the question um, going <laughs> uh so okay description bionicle is a song that i just dropped um hell yeah yeah it was i wrote it over uh a beat by um this this guy uh stafford who's great um but i it was it was a beat that was like he had put up put it on his his beat stars as a Kanye West type beat. So it's like, which is funny. It's, it is, it's like Yeezus era. Mm-hmm. Um, like that kind of like Travis Scott kind of production. Yeah. And yeah, that's a song that's just me talking shit. Um, I love it. Yeah, absolutely. That, that song is a fun one. Yeah. It's super fun. Everyone should check it out. Also, I'm like, was obsessed with the fact that you and Rain, um, oh my God, yes. collaborated. Rain Roberts, who is the featured artist at the apartment party that Sophie was also featured on, shot the like cover photo for yeah. it, and it's sickening. And Nathan mixed it. Oh, sick! Yeah, oh my God, a whole 
the whole fucking world. Yeah. I love that. Created by Miller. Nathan Diaz. This is, no, literally, this is like my, always my proud auntie moment when I yeah. see like two people, like Zab and Park Angel collaborated yeah. last year. And I was like, oh my God, this is like my peak. This is what, is this what having kids feels like? This is great. <laughs> Must be close. Like, I was like, this is this is basically what having kids is yeah. like. I loved it. No, no, I was so happy that um I mean that's the goal. That's the goal is always for like the community to be a place to draw from. So I'm super happy um, yeah. about that. But also. they're both super talented, <gasps> super easy to work with. So too. so good. So good. Um you're also just like continuing to release new music, which I think at the time this comes out, you'll have just released. I'll have a- just released Woo! a brand new song. Tell the people about your new song. The song that I will have just released when <laughs> when this podcast comes out. Yes, 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 yes. Um, uh, it's called Baby Nike. Uh, yes. And it's just a horny little R&B yes! joint. Oh my god! Valentine's Day, baby. You said you were going a little more R and B. I'm excited to hear it. You have such a good voice. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, killer. Like, um, I just, I don't know. I'm really excited to hear what your what your brain comes out with, and I just hope that you like continue pushing and and me too. Keep going. Keep going. Um, I do have one final question. So when. I was doing the parties and everything before COVID when everything shut down, I um, kind of came up with this like one central thesis question that I've been asking people. And from that have come further thesis questions. But the first original one was um, what does joy look like in a community setting going forward? Mm. And a lot of what we've been talking about is like ways that the creative community and the art community in New York specifically needs help and how we can help, how we can support. And so this season I've been asking, what does the future of the arts look like in New York city? Yeah, I think the future is interdisciplinary. Mm. Um, I like that word, like really utter breakdown of, um, creative, uh, genre and, like yeah you know i'm like trying to you know put put on an event with a chef you know yes yeah like that was sick and yeah i think more shit like that i agree i agree i mean i think a lot of the response about that has been like smaller smaller tighter knits in order to be able to like fully get to know people yeah like i want to go like that event was so fun yeah um and i had such a um for those listening zab through a big release for their song city bike and it was in this backyard and um sophie was one of the amazing openers and everyone there was just so cool and sweet and I did because I don't drink so I kept going back to the food so I tried everything (laughs) and it was so good it was so great and I was like a lot of times when I'm in a situation like that I'm hosting or I'm co-hosting so I don't get to like sit back and enjoy it it was so nice to be able to do that so I agree and I like the use of the word interdisciplinary yeah, I think pe- people's talents are all over the place. Right. And I I am trying to, like, ask people more to, you know, work with each other. But I think Amen. also, like, yeah, I, yeah, I think on, the, you know, people have talents that they have not necessarily thought about bringing forward and uh, the ways that, like, music is for me. Yeah. I mean, making a living off of it. Yeah, we had a, a conversation here last weekend just sort of t- checking in with 
kind of artists and and what people want for the future and a lot of that kind of like skill sharing came up as um as such a a nice and I was like okay this is this person and they do these things and these are the things everybody introduced themselves and kind of said like what they brought to the table which I thought was really fun and kind of um nice to be able to hear a like what they think they bring to the table because like everyone you know I might know somebody and have an idea of what they bring but maybe they have other skills I don't know about so it's always nice. Um, well, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Um, thank you for leaving your house. I appreciate it. We appreciate it so much. And I every I, once in a while, I pop out. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure I'll... Uh, I'm, Back in I'm, hibernation and I cannot now. wait to see. Um, but tell the people, um, real quick, shout out where everyone can find you. And we will also have it embedded in the link yes, for this episode. I am Sophie Hunter everywhere. Um, and sophiehunter.mp3. Uh, on all socials yeah woo um definitely check out sophie's um songs i am a huge fan of all of her work um starting with cunt and just everything um but now uh just complete fangirl so definitely check it out and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon AP Studio Files is hosted and researched by Miller Pike with technical production by H. Conley, photography by Tucker W. Mitchell, mini episode co-host by Art Kapishki, and music by Fab the Duo. AP Studio Files